This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Another day and no additions for the Cleveland Guardians, but they did manage to settle an arbitration with all of their seven arbitration-eligible players. If you're not familiar with the arbitration system, once you accumulate a certain number of service years service time in the majors, you become eligible for arbitration, which is where your salary gets raised incrementally over a period of three years based on how well you perform, what position you played, how other players around the league are performing in comparison with you. So Cleveland's always usually there to make sure their players don't have to go to an arbitration trial where the mediators will kind of pick between the numbers and decide who's closer to the accurate perception of the player. Teams usually fight and argue there. I know the Guardians went there with Trevor Bauer, which in hindsight makes a lot of sense, but usually they find a way to get things settled. They settled with all their players. Kind of most notably, I saw that Fran Reyes ended up getting about half a million more than what he was projected to get, and Shane Bieber ended up getting about $1.2 million more than what he was projected to get. So I hope that was a sense of the Guardians coming to their players and saying, hey, here's a number, and the players saying, well, we think we're worth a lot more than that, and the Guardians saying, well, I think you're right, and making it, getting it done and having some goodwill with those players. It would be a great time right now to extend those players, especially Reyes and Bieber, and also I would argue for Cal Quantrill, who was first year of arbitration, Extend him. See if you can get him to buy out the rest of his arbitration years and maybe go five or six years with you. I'm a believer in what I see from him, and I think that would make a lot of sense for the team. Hopefully, over the next couple weeks, they're going to try to get some extensions done and manage to do it, at least for a couple players. I think that would make fans feel a lot better about the lack of spending. Speaking of the lack of spending, something that's happened over the past couple days is that Players have begun to call out the Cleveland Guardians for not spending. Notably, Dallas Keuchel called them out, saying, hey, the AL Central looks pretty good, but wish Cleveland would actually pay their players. And last night, Jock Peterson called out the Guardians as one of the three lowest spenders in baseball. Technically, I think they might be fourth lowest, but hey, his point still stands. The number he gave was pre-arbitration and pre, you know, getting everybody paid who's going to make the roster, but it's still a really low number, and I'm surprised because I really believed and I thought that the Guardians probably would push their number closer to $75 million in this offseason, something like that, and it's just still hanging around that $54, $55 million, it looks like. So, you know, there's still time to add players. Michael Conforto's out there. Tommy Pham's out there. Uh, still even some relief pitchers who could bring a veteran presence. Still time to add players and definitely still time to extend players. Just make it happen with Jose Ramirez. Give that man his money as he hits another home run in spring training. 
it was a pretty good day in spring training for Cleveland. They saw some good pitching performances. Zach Plesak pitched pretty well, had a couple of bad luck experiences, but seemed like he's kind of on the right track there. And uh, Iniel De Los Santos looked pretty good. I'm excited about the opportunity they have to work with him, maybe get him a good piece in the bullpen. So it'll be good to see Bieber pitch today. It'll be good to see players continue to hit. Like I said, Jose Ramirez had a home run. Oscar Mercado had a good day for whatever that's worth. And we'll continue to see how players look and how things are going. It, it, it was kind of encouraging to me to see that Bradley Zimmer wasn't hitting with the A lineup. It may have just been a schedule thing, but please recognize he's not your best option there. Speaking of that, I wanted to talk a little bit about what I think the Guardians should do if they're not going to add to the roster. Again, I want to emphasize they should add to the roster. They should just go sign Michael Conforto and at the very least sign Tommy Pham. Make it work. Figure it out because the team's not ready as is. Uh, yesterday, Kevin Goldstein stepped down from Fangraphs, and he's a former scout, and he's going back to being a player personnel guy for the Twins. I mention this because in his farewell, farewell article, he said that Zips, uh, Dan Zimborski's projection system, is the equal or better than team projection systems. So it's kind of an interesting insight because we're never quite sure the projection systems that are publicly available compared to the projection systems that teams have. So that's interesting to know. I decided that because of that, I'd like to look and see what Zip says about which players currently on our roster should be starting and how to make that work. Now, it gets a little complicated because left field is so messy for us because theoretically Ahmed Rosario might be playing in left. So I'm going to say that we're going to listen to the Guardians when they say that Ahmed's going to play some short and some left. So Ahmed's going to be our right field platoon option in left, and we're going to assume that he's going to get some starts at shortstop as well. So we're kind of putting him there. Now I'm going to emphasize offense because I think that's the main issue for this team. Some of our good players are good defenders, so that should figure itself out. So we're going to emphasize offense in this. First of all, obviously, Jose Ramirez and Framil Reyes, they have their spots. Jose's at third, Framil's at, at DH. They're both our best hitters by a long shot. Our third best projected hitter is George Valera. I would love it if the Guardians were really aggressive with George Valera this year, maybe got him up around June, but I think that's unlikely. He hasn't had a ton of at-bats at the upper levels. So it's probably not going to happen, and they'll probably won't bring him up till next year or September at the earliest. So uh, the next option is Stephen Kwan, who's projected for a 333 Woba. It's interesting weighted on base percentage, uh, uh, weighted on base average. Sorry, it's, it's interesting that Zips doesn't think a lot of Stephen Kwan's defensive capabilities, and the scouting from Fangraphs, Eric Longenhagen, and Kevin Goldstein. They think Quan is a great defender. So if Quan can actually be better than what Zips projects for him at defense, uh, Zips could be saying, I mean, if you take Zips and, and that, he could be a three-win player, which is really uh, a really valuable player. So I'm a firm believer Stephen Quan should be starting in left field. Good friend Justin Latta 
uh, I mean, good friend to all Clevelanders, I should say, <laughs> Cleveland baseball fans is what my point was. Justin Latta at Official Guardians Baseball Insider uh, informed me that Quan doesn't really have the arm for right field, so that's kind of the issue there. Interesting, right after Quan, Richie Palacios is projected for a 331 Woba. It'd be great to be able to sneak him on the roster, but not sure that'll happen. It'll probably be either Quan or Palacios if one of them makes it. Don't know if Josh Naylor will be healthy. If he's healthy, then I'd like to see them try him at first base or right field. Hoping they can move him to first base because I'm not sold on Bobby Bradley at all. So that's that's where I would put him. Uh, he's the next online for Woba at 319. Steamer thinks that he's capable of a lot more. I'm kind of on Steamer's side there. But again, Zips being the most accurate, going to kind of go with that. Then you have Ahmed. Then you have Nolan Jones, who's again recovering from injury. Going to assume he's not ready and also struggled a little bit at Columbus. Started to figure things out. So he probably needs some time there before he comes up. And then you have Oscar Gonzalez, who's projected for a 313 Woba. He's seen as a lot better by Steamer. He doesn't walk. That's the issue. His on-base percentage is going to be pretty low. But he does hit the ball, and when he does hit the ball, it goes far. I would love it if the team at the beginning of the year was like, we're just going to see what happens with Oscar Gonzalez. He might be terrible. He might have something. Let's just give him a shot. I would love to see that, and that's what I would do, honestly, if Josh Naylor or Nolan Jones aren't healthy or aren't able to play right field. I would put Oscar Gonzalez in right field. So that's what we're going to do. So we got Miles Straw. He's a little bit farther down the line in this list, but I think you can maybe hope that he's got more to his bats. So Miles Straw in center field, Stephen Kwan and Ahmed Rosario in left. And then after Oscar Gonzalez, you have Andres Jimenez. We're going to put Jimenez in at second base, and that's where he'll play. After Jimenez is Gabriel Arias, and I would put Gabriel Arias in at shortstop to play there with Ahmed Rosario. Then our final spot is first base. As I said, if Josh Naylor isn't healthy, which I'm assuming he won't quite be healthy enough to start the year, you have a choice kind of between... Bobby Bradley or Yu Chang, who, of course, can play a bunch of different positions on the diamond. They're pretty much the same projected Woba. Bobby Bradley just a tick higher at 310, and Yu Chang projected at 306. Personally, I would prefer to see Chang get the starts at first because I think we know who Bobby Bradley is. He's going to hit you a home run between like 15 to 20 strikeouts, and then he'll hit you a home run. Just doesn't make enough contact, doesn't walk enough to offset those strikeouts. Uh, Bradley Zimmer strikes out a tongue. Bobby Bradley will strike out even more. Uh, so Yu Chang, hey, he's just been surpassing expectations and doing amazing things. I say just give the man a shot. I don't necessarily expect that he's going to be a major league starter at all, but I'm fine with the team saying, hey, let's really see what he's got in this bat. Let's give him a chance to sink or swim like they did to some degree last year, but then the end of last year, he really started to turn things on. I don't expect him to be the answer, but I know that Bobby Bradley's not the answer. I'm willing to give Yu Chang a little bit of time there until Josh Naylor or Nolan Jones or both are ready to kind of take that spot at first base. That's really where I would try to direct the team. Austin Hedges, interestingly enough, Steamer thinks there's more to 
It's in Hedges. Uh, BAT, Steamer is another projection system, in case I didn't clarify that. Zip says now he is what he is, but he's going to be your starter at catcher, barring some amazing trade that none of us have foreseen happening at this point. So that's kind of your lineup there. Those are the guys that you can expect to see. Somehow in there, you're probably looking at, you know, if I was designing this lineup, I'd probably put Jose, uh, I, I mean, I'd probably put Straw first, and then you'd have the Ahmed, Quan, Platoon second. You have Jose Ramirez third. You have Fran Reyes fourth. Um, probably would be looking to bat like Yu Chang fifth. <laughs> the lineup's not looking great. I can't, I don't know what to tell you about that. And then maybe uh, six would be Oscar Gonzalez. Seven would be Andres Jimenez. Eight would be Austin Hedges. And nine would be Gabriel Arias. Again, kind of platooning there. Not, not a platoon because they both are right-handed hitters. But splitting time with Ahmed Rosario at short. So that's probably how I would do the lineup to start off the year, hoping that Nolan Jones and Josh Naylor can reinforce things soon, and maybe Richie Palacios as well can come up and help at some point in a spot. You know, one of the things that I might consider if I were the Guardians is seeing if Arias can go between shortstop and right field. Tough for a young player to do, but he's got the arm to do it. Also don't want to reduce his value because his value is that he's an amazing shortstop. But if you're not going to sign a right fielder, if you're not going to trade for a right fielder, your options are super limited here. I think Nolan Jones is a better choice there to try to make into a right fielder, but not sure how long that'll take. If they're not going to sign and add to the team, they need to get creative. They need to let their best players, uh, best prospects figure out who they are in the majors. That's what Tito said the other day when he said, hey, we're not going to have a $200 million payroll because we want to see the young players play and see who they are. Well, now's the time. Let the kids play. Let the kids play. Let us see who they are. If that's what the season is all about, if that's what you're telling us, I don't agree with the perspective. I think it's completely wrong. But then actually make it happen. Don't start Oscar Mercado and Bradley Zimmer in right field and left field. I'm fine with Oscar Mercado as a platoon option, but you're talking about Ahmed Rosario as a platoon option from the right-handed side. So Oscar Mercado doesn't make any sense on this team. Bradley Zimmer doesn't make any sense no matter how I look at it. Quan and Palacios are much better options. Bradley Zimmer's value is that he's a good defensive outfielder as a center fielder. That makes a lot of sense. He's not playing center field in this team, so he shouldn't be starting. That's basically my manifesto about this team. That's kind of the analysis that I have to give. I really think that there's still some time to add to that right field spot. If you look at this roster, it just looks a ton better if you add a proven veteran hitter in right field and a couple of proven veteran bullpen arms. So few bullpen arms out there, and there's only two options of players you could put in right field. Still time for it to happen. Just don't feel like it will. I thought it might happen over the past couple days. Now I have no idea when these players will sign or when they'll make moves. It's frustrating, but I'm looking forward to seeing baseball this year no matter what. I'm excited about this team, and I always will be. I make no apologies for that. It's frustrating that the Dolans aren't going to spend more, but I don't know what to do but to hope that they will and hope when they sell the team that they're willing to invest a little bit more into the team and that the new owners are willing to invest more. That's all we have is optimism and hope, and that's what we're going to hang on to in the coming days. 
This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.